You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Sports Illustrated's Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, golf. We'll be talking to SI host and golf writer Ryan Aselta as we discuss how the spread of COVID-19 led to the postponement of the sport's biggest events and the impact it's had on golf's biggest stars and passionate followers. The coronavirus has made large public gatherings in contained spaces a non-option rendering most sports leagues inoperable. But when your sport is played alone, on acres and acres of outdoor land, is the impact felt in the same way? Golf was one of the last American sports to shut down due to the pandemic. Could it also be one of the first to return when the virus subsides? Joining us now is SI host and golf writer Ryan Aselta. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Luis. Good to be with you, buddy. Good to be with you, too. Let's get straight into it, Ryan. Let's start with some context for the casual fan. What was happening in the golf world when the coronavirus started shutting down sports leagues around the country? Well, uh, a lot was going on in the golf world. The uh, PGA Tour was in the middle of its biggest event of the year. We know about the four majors, right? The Masters, the PGA Championship, British Open, and uh, the U.S. Open. But for the PGA Tour itself, their biggest event is the Players' Championship. It's at their home headquarters in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Uh, and that was going on the week the coronavirus hit. Um, a lot of decisions needed to be made. They decided to play the first round on that Thursday at TPC Sawgrass uh, with fans in attendance. If you remember, Luis, professional golf was really at one point the only sport that was still going as all the leagues canceled uh nba major league baseball nhl uh soccer across the world golf was on the course with fans thousands of fans in attendance so they kept playing that thursday and then the pressure was really mounting for them to make a decision on what to do they had originally said they'd play the rest of the weekend with no fans in attendance 
And then eventually the commissioner, Jay Monahan, decided that, no, we, we can't be the only ones out here. We got to play this a little more cautious. And they canceled the Players' Championship. Uh, not only that, they canceled the next three events after the Players' Championship. And then, of course, the snowball effect happened, which led to the postponement of the Masters. So there was a lot going on. And, Luis, if you know the golf calendar at all, this time of year is all a buildup, a buildup to Augusta National and the Masters. And we were getting to peak buildup with the Players' Championship less than a month from the Masters. And of course, now everything's been put on hold. Now, Ryan, obviously golf, just like tennis and other sports, focuses so much on the individual, especially the individual star. You know, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kopka. Like, how does this affect those stars? Yeah, I think they've been affected in, in many different ways. Uh, Luis, a lot of these guys were uh, structuring their schedule to build up to, to golf's first major of the year, like we said. So uh, this puts a pause on everything for these guys. Someone like Tiger Woods and there's other guys who are injured as well. But, you know, remember, Tiger hasn't played since mid-February. So I would imagine Tiger is using this time to get healthy. Uh, his back has been acting up. He hasn't been able to play. Uh, so he's going to use this time to get healthy, get some practice in, and hopefully be ready to go when golf gets back on the, uh, on the course. Uh, other guys, like you said, it's an individual sport. Uh, they're getting plenty of practice in. Most of them live in warmer climates in Florida, Texas, Arizona, California. So they can go and practice uh, on the range or on the golf course. Uh, I spoke with world number two ranked player, John Rahm recently, who lives in Scottsdale in Arizona. And he said he plans on playing a bunch. He has his own golf cart, so he doesn't have to interact with anyone. Um, he can go to the course practice on the range, go out on the golf course. He said, as long as no one's in his cart, touching his cart, he should be fine. It's an outdoor sport and there's a lot of land out there. I was out on the golf course on Friday, Luis, before they shut everything down in New Jersey and it was fine. It was different. You kept away from everyone, but you know, you're talking about hundreds of acres of land that you can kind of get some exercise, be outdoors, get out of the house, which is a big thing. I think that's what a lot of these golfers are doing. Some of them I talked with Billy Horschel, who's a veteran tour pro, Luis, and, you know, he's adjusting because he's got little kids at home. He's not used to being home during the day, right? He's out either at a tournament, he travels 35 weeks a year to tournaments, or he's practicing during the day. So right now he's trying to pitch in and help out with the young kids who some are schooling at home, some are just real little and you got to take care of them. So he's trying to pitch in with his wife. So that's a whole new world that he said he's still adjusting to. So I think it's an individual sport. These guys are dealing with it really on an individual basis. Now, Ryan, let's focus a little bit on a player you mentioned earlier, uh, John Rahm, because it actually brings, you know, other issues into it, how players, especially international players, are dealing with this and how their families are dealing with this and the restrictions depending on where they are. What more did you get from his story uh, that relates to the golf world? Yeah, it's a little different for Rom uh, being a PGA Tour player, lives in Arizona, though. Uh, he's from Spain and the bulk of his family, I really, I mean, 99% of his family is in uh, Spain. Uh, most of them are in their town. He grew up in Bilbao, uh, Spain, which is on the north coast of the country. And when I spoke with him, this was uh, late last week, Spain was in full lockdown. Prior to the U.S. going into any kind of shutdown state by state, uh, Spain was in full lockdown. Uh, he said he was talking to his parents and his family quite a bit just to kind of lift their spirits. He knew they had nothing to do um, and kind of just 
you know, make them smile a little bit. He talked to his mom, who said was in, was in good spirits, though she had witnessed that things were getting hard. There was a she witnessed a, a family outside who had been walking home from the grocery store, and they were confronted by uh, police officers and escorted back to their home immediately because they weren't supposed to be outside of the home. So uh, he also talked about the city of Madrid which has been the epicenter uh, in the country of Spain for the coronavirus pandemic. And he has a great aunt who's in a nursing home in Madrid who is uh, stricken with ALS. So she's lost uh, you know, use of many of her, uh, her bodily functions. And he said she's in this nursing home where someone has tested positive for the virus and she's there. She can't even control opening and closing her mouth. So he was very, very frightened for her uh, and scared for his family. He's scared for the family. They said they're safe right now, but but the outbreak was you know, rapidly spreading across the country. So him being 8,000 miles away made it even harder. I think we can all relate uh, something going on with our family miles and miles away, and you really can do nothing about. Ram is stuck in Arizona. He can't travel to go see them. He can only pretty much hop on the phone, hop on FaceTime, and kind of check in to make sure they're doing okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Going back to scheduling and tournaments and competitions, obviously the Tokyo Olympics has been postponed for 2021. How does that affect the golf world? I mean, you know, aside from stars, obviously there are many players who are not necessarily as recognizable as your Tiger Woods, but they still depend on tournaments like this to expose themselves and, and improve. How does, how does the suspension postponement of the Olympics affect the golf world? Yeah, I mean, golf is part of the Olympics now. It was in 2016, it rejoined the Olympics in Brazil, um, and it was drawing great interest. A lot of players, especially Americans, had made it a priority to try try to qualify for the summer games in Tokyo. Um, The way things work, uh, the qualification process is based on world rankings on the men's and women's side. Um, The top 15 automatically qualify for the Olympics, but there is a maximum. You can only have four players uh, from one country. So there were four Americans in that top 15. That was Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, uh, Patrick Cantlay, and Patrick Reed were the four players. Dustin Johnson, who was ranked in that group, had said publicly he was not going to go to the Olympics. He was going to skip it. So those four were in as of mid-March. Uh, and now that qualification process, which was supposed to run through the end of June, is put on hold. What that means going forward, we're going to have to see, right? I mean, assuming we're going to have the Olympics in the summer of 2021, what will they do with the qualifying? Will they run it through the end of this year? Will they run it through part of next year? Um, It should be interesting. We mentioned Tiger Woods and how he's handling this getting healthy. Tiger was on the outside looking in for those rankings right now. He's 11th in the world and he's the seventh ranked American. So he had not qualified as of now for the Olympics. So if they reopen the qualification process, this could be good for Tiger. Like we said, he hasn't played in two months. He could come back healthy, get maybe six more months of, of qualifying time and jump into that top four of Americans. He has said 
He wants to play in the Olympics. He's never uh, played in the Olympics. He's a big team sports guy. You know, he he's friends with a lot of athletes in the NBA and NFL and other sports. He loves sports in general. So he's made that a priority to try to qualify for the American Olympic team. So that should be very interesting to see how they handle the process if Tiger can play himself in to the Olympics with that extra time. So you mentioned, obviously, the Masters uh, PGA Championship obviously postponed the U.S. Open, though it's still on at the moment for its June dates. What's the latest on the effort to reschedule golf's biggest events? And do you think the U.S. Open specifically should still be on the schedule? Yeah, the U.S. Open has the luxury. They're third on the list of four majors. You know, the Masters was first early April. They had to make a decision. They postponed it, which is great. The rumors are that the Masters could be in October. Uh, the PGA Championship was next in May. The time had come for them to make a decision. Biggest problem with the PGA is it's in San Francisco, which has had a, a tremendous outbreak of the virus. So they had to address that very quickly. That's been postponed. Uh, that could fill the spot uh, in the schedule that's now open because of the Olympics. So we'll wait and see on that. Next up, as you mentioned, is, is the U.S. Open, which is in um, Mamaroneck, New York, um, at Wingfoot. Now, the thing with the U.S. Open, I think the USGA, which runs the U.S. Open, is doing the right thing by waiting. I don't think they have to rush that decision. They can they have the luxury of waiting and seeing how things play out. The big problem is Mamaroneck, New York. And you live in New York, Louis, so you know the area. Mamaroneck is less than five miles from New Rochelle, which has had a massive outbreak in the coronavirus. They had that one-mile quarantine and locked down the city. They were one of the first cities or towns to do that. So that is very close to where Wingfoot is. So that's going to be have, have to be taken into consideration when deciding if they're going to have the U.S. Open uh, at that location and as scheduled, which is three months from now. Um, I think the wait and see approach is like the entire sports world, right? We don't know how we're going to come out of this. Uh, the U.S. Open, you, you get close to 200,000 people in and out of the gates over a four or five day stretch. So there's a lot to be considered. The Masters is the big thing, though. I, I, I think hopefully... Uh, the golf world and the sports world will get to see the Masters in Augusta come the fall. That That's the rumors and uh, some of the theories floating around right now in golf circles. Ryan, let's end it on a, on a personal note. I mean, obviously, when we talk about these situations with specific sports, uh, we focus so much on the professional, but people forget that golf, especially, is such a community-based sport, especially amateur level, youth level. I know you personally are so attached to it, not just from a professional standpoint. Uh, your children play it. How do you feel now at the moment that golf is missing? What, what do you miss most about golf right now? Are you optimistic that at some point you'll be able to come back and, and you know, celebrate this, this game? Yeah, I'm optimistic. I try to try to look at this and stay positive throughout this tough time, Luis. Uh, the game of golf personally has given my family something uh, to bond together with. Uh, as you mentioned, my two boys play competitively in tournaments. And if we're not playing together, uh, I'm usually caddying for them. I'm, I'm practicing with them. And if we're not doing that, honestly, we're playing golf with my parents who are in their 60s, who live close by to the course that we play at, uh, whether we do it together. My boys go out with my grandparents. My wife will come out. So it's really a family thing for us to not have that right now is, is hard. You know, like we talked about with the Masters, this time of year is the buildup. It's the excitement. Spring is coming. You know, you get that first 65 degree day. 
in our house, what we do is we race out and we go to the golf course and we haven't been able to do that. I did that on Friday with my youngest son, uh, who's 10 years old. He had finished up his schooling and we raced out. It was warm on Friday. We didn't know what was coming in New Jersey. And we got one round of golf in. I, I didn't expect it to be our last round for the foreseeable future, but I'm so glad we did. We had a great day. We were outdoors. We bonded. We had fun together. And it's something that we're used to doing that gave us a little bit of a sense of normalcy. I think that what it'll do for us when we're eventually able to go back out together as a family, I think things will get back to normal for us. And then that's what I'm hoping. And I'm hopeful, Luis. I mean, got to stay positive right now. What, that's That's the only choice we've got, right? That's a good ending message. Sports Illustrated video host, presenter, and golf writer, Ryan Aselta. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Luis. Take care, brother. Since my conversation with Ryan, reports have stated the U.S. Open will remain at winged foot in New York, but postponed to a later date in the summer of 2020. The USGA has yet to make that decision official. Ryan touches on the personal nature of the coronavirus's impact on sports around the country. The sporting events we've lost are more than just money makers or something to do on a weekend. They're a part of our families, our passions, our identities. There's a long way to go before a casual round of golf with friends or family will be viable or even safe. But remembering why we love sports in the first place could be what gets us through an unprecedented and scary moment in human history. In the end, it's never just sports. It's always about connecting. Thanks to Ryan Aselta for joining me today. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.